and welcome back to another episode of Buffs and Nurse, the video game podcast that dares to ask, what is up with Pokemon Dentistry? Andrew, I need an answer. I can't even start before until this is explained. Are all their teeth like that? Is it just her? What the? When are they releasing Pokemon Smile? That's what I want to know. I don't even know what that is. That's not a thing. There, there was Pokemon Sleep, though, that apparently was going to come out and they never, I don't think it's ever coming out. Pokemon what? Sleep? Sleep. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but like apparently you like it's like Pokemon Go, but you use it when you're sleeping. And then I don't know. I think it's like one of those like sleep monitoring apps that like, oh, you like snored and tossed and turned, so you get an egg. I don't know. I have no idea what it was supposed to be. They announced it like five years ago and then nothing's ever been said since. I feel like you're telling the truth even though I, my I'm, gut no, I'm serious. Is telling, I'm dead serious. Is telling me you're you're pulling my chain. You're yanking my chain. But I, either way, I'm honestly, I'm honestly dead serious. That is the thing. They announced it like five years ago. I know it sounds like I'm memeing, but they announced it five years ago, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I need a video game to listen to me sleep. But uh, again, listeners, if you are a Pokemon fan, you need to brace yourself before watching the video with the girl I Iano Iano or something like that. I don't even know why I was watching. I'm not a Pokemon fan, but oh my god, her teeth are like. Is, aren't they the same teeth that Splatoon has, like, on those Squid Kids? No, I don't know. They're, like, weird. She has, like, one, like, it's like she's tooth got in the middle. Di- yeah, and at first I thought, like, oh, does she have a busted mouth? She's been playing hockey or something? Like, it just, it's it's so disturbing. It's, uh, okay, anyway, so, um, yeah, welcome back to Buffs and Nurse, your one-stop shop for all video game podcasts and long rambling monologues. I'm Sam Hall, the host, and joining me, as always, as I have already introduced... Andrew Lancer. Andrew, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Glad glad to be doing some uh, buffing and nerfing, mm. as always. How mm. you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing well. I'm doing very good. I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. <sighs> I don't know. It's been better. Man, this isn't going so good. Damn, it, place, it, really. it, yeah, that, that went from like, like 100 to zero pretty quick. I think it even started going negative at the end of it. But no, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, just sort of living my life, enjoying what I can when I can, and, you know, just uh, struggling ex-con, trying to get my kids back. Um, how about you? What, let's start with the usual question that we must always ask. What have you been playing? Andrew, what have you been playing? I've pretty much just only been playing one thing, and that one thing I've been playing nonstop. I'm, I am just absolutely obviously addicted to uh pokemon sword shield so i had originally when i bought my switch i bought pokemon sword along with it played through it i'm just like yep this was like a slightly below average pokemon game put it on the shelf and then i had you know i had just bought a switch at the time and i had like a million other things to play so you know i bought i got breath of the wild i got mario kart i got a bunch of other stuff never touched Pokemon Shield again. I blasted through it in like, I don't know, 40 hours, something like that, 35, 40 hours. Fast forward to, we're getting close to the uh, Scarlet Violet, the new Pokemon release. Excited for the new Paldea region. They're, you know, releasing, there's the, you got the slow trickle of info. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy the, um, yes. Yeah. Were, 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 sorry, were you going to say that? Oh, I was going to say dentistry is not a thing in that uh, country. I'm yes. sorry. In Paldea, yeah, and in the Paldea, it's it's a region, it's not a country, uh, but uh, yeah. So, um, oh, I'm sorry, are you aware? You, uh, why do they have an ambassador in the United Nations? Hmm? 
Hmm? Answer me that, smart I, that, guy. That's true. That's true. They are they are in NATO. I believe it is a constitutional monarchy. So yeah, so I uh, I was like fuck it, and I went back and bought the Sword Shield DLC, which is you know there was two that dropped the uh, armor of uh, sorry the Isle of Armor and uh, the Crown Tundra. And now when I played Sword, I was kind of like, this game is pretty hollow. It's pretty much a straight line from your opening village to the, you know, final quote boss of the game. Like there wasn't much as far as storyline. There wasn't as much as far as character development. It, I, I thought it Quick was... Quick sidebar? Mm-hmm. Well, my understanding is, is, aren't most Pokemon games relatively linear? No. Not entirely, but they haven't been... Open World only just recently started with Arc. Um, well, it's, it think of, think of like the map as like straight lines, but within those straight lines, there's like branching paths and you can go different directions. And, um, there is some sort of, um, non-linearity when it comes to the older games, you can do things a little bit like there is like a set path, but you can do things in your own order, but there's like little like subsections and like caves and dungeons and like little like side areas and like like you know what i mean it's not just like literally a straight path with like tiny little offshoots to items there's like there would be full like branching paths with full dungeons or whatever this but it's not like a a hub sort of like a wheel thing where it's like you have a central hub and you just constantly go to one area and come Mm, back and one area yes there yeah yeah there is yeah yeah, each each game has like a big town, like a big city that ha- like all the older games would have like a big city that usually would have like all your shops in one split in one spot and have some kind of specialty shops or whatever. And this was devoid of like specialty shops. This was devoid of like kind of like extracurricular activities. Like Pokemon games always have like extra things to do. This was like the storyline, and then that's it. Anyway. Getting off topic, all I so what I want to say was the game was very hollow. Yet these DLCs like fully rounded out the game, and I like I had always heard that the DLCs were good, and like it is a shame that obviously like I think I paid like forty Canadian, I think it was like thirty seven dollars or something for both the DLCs like together. So for 30, both of them, yeah. Okay. So, so thirty, so tw- like they were like twenty each or something like that. So it is a shame that they did hide all this like you know paywall all this stuff, but like it definitely does make it a complete experience. Experience. and like you know a few years removed like i played like arceus and like a bunch of other pokemon games in between and having to like go back to that and like kind of get that completed experience was actually really nice and what so that ignited my passion and what i what i ended up doing is like i ended up like paying like the the subscription service for pokemon home which is like a cloud-based uh service where you can like it's like a cloud-based storage so you can have all your pokemon in the cloud and then i wanted to bring all my old pokemon up from all the like from like the 3ds and stuff and like the ds so i was like oh so like move those all and then i realized i had to buy like this old archaic subscription service to use on my 3ds so i bought that service so like i brought them all up from the ds and the 3ds and the virtual console all the old pokemon that i had minus on like the old old cartridges i brought those all the way up to current gen and like in the newest one like in the newest dlc and stuff you can kind of like quote fix your pokemon where it's like you can like fix their stats you can like fix their natures and their abilities and stuff so i like brought all these like old old pokemon up and like like started like tinkering with them and like fixing these like 
decade old Pokemon, if not longer, that uh, have just been sitting on these cartridges just like in my drawer. And like, as I said, I had to pay two different subscription services for it. But yeah, it's but now I'm all I'm all set for for uh, Scarlet Violet. So I'm I'm super excited. What have you been playing? Um, well, nothing like the amount that you've been uh, getting into Pokemon, it sounds like. But I mean, I mean, it sounds like it's great because uh, the DLC updated the game, right? Like, it's worth it? Yeah, but like, I mean, this DLC came out like... Mm-hmm. What like two, like two years ago? Like like th- this is old news. Oh, you, you know still paid I mean? like twenty dollars for each. Uh, well, I mean, cool first much. party Pokemon. I mean, sorry, first party like Pokemon game. Uh, Nintendo games don't really go on sale like that. Like, yeah, th- there's mm-hmm. not going to be a sale on on a Pokemon game like ever. So it's like whatever. But then, as yeah. I say, but then I I bought the the uh, the DLCs. Then I bought the subscription service for my school Switch. Then I bought the subscription service for my 3DS. Then I had to like, oh, you don't even know the hoops I had to jump through to like move it from like the old uh, from like the black and white game, the one that I played la- like the last one. You have to like. Mm. Oh, it's it's a whole it, it's it's a whole rigmarole to, to to move them from that gen all the way up. You have to like switching game cartridges and oh oh my god. Anyway. Long story short, as I said before, I'm excited for for Scarlet Violet. I'm still playing through this. I'm, I'm addicted to the. Uh, they have this like mini game to catch all the um the legendaries where you're like essentially just kind of like doing like like a gauntlet mode, like a boss gauntlet mode, and then you can like catch the Pokemon. But it's like super easy. Like it's just like one button press every three minutes because you're like on a team, so like everybody has to like go through their turn. So it's like it's great for work where it's like I'm working and then I literally just like look over like make a selection hit the a button and then like it does its thing for two minutes so i i've 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 been doing that it's it's a low it's low iq but uh it's nice to do in the background what have you been playing yeah well uh uh well the three games that have occupied my time is first of all shatterline a first person sort of overwatch-esque thing that keeps adjusting the sensitivity of controllers and the aim assist level. Sometimes it's too much, sometimes it's not enough. It's never quite right, and it's it's a fun game, but I'm definitely going to be... I, it's sort of sitting on the burner back burner for a while until they have that fixed. Uh, the good news is it's a free-to-play game, so it's not... Like, I I, not, I didn't waste money on it. Uh, oh, and if you do buy stuff, it's made by Ukraine, so you're supporting Ukrainian uh, game makers, so there is that. Uh, the next game I was I spent a fair amount of time with and I have sort of coming, going back to is Cyberpunk 2077 with the new updates. It's a, the same game, but everything feels better. The crowds feel better. It's not as janky or stuttery graphics wise. The fact that you can uh, transmog clothes means I don't look like a fucking closet vomit as I have called it. In the that past. was like my biggest issue with it, honestly. Yeah. Oh, well, it's it's fixed now. It's like you can... I mean, the thing is, like, it's still like most games where you have to get the gear first in, to, in order to unlock the transmog. You're not, like, oh, that's right off fair. the bat. that's fair. Yeah. So at first, you're just kind of wearing, like, t-shirts and jeans and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty good. And then uh, I've also been playing a bit of Elder Scrolls Online because I wanted... I, f- I finished Skyrim. Well, not entirely finished but basically got to a point where i'm like i'm done with skyrim i've gotten what i want out of this game but i still kind of want to explore a big open world and the nice thing about the elder scrolls online compared to most mmos is it's very soluble like i don't really have to deal with other people i'm just going around from town to town or region to region there's quests it's about you interesting stuff so it's and uh, it's a big open world and i love exploring it so that's the fun part and again i don't have to deal with people i don't have to be like 
matchmaking for an activity or anything like that. There's some high-end stuff that I that's out of my solo ability or crudité, as we call it. And yeah, so I uh, quick, quick question for you. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this a couple days ago, and I asked you if Elder Scrolls was subscription based, and then you oh. said, uh, "Yeah," and then you Sorry, said, "Yeah." They, you're probably about to say, it. and then you said, "Oh, I have a story for you." Thank you for reminding me. I do have a story about it, and it is a subscription-based story, and it shows how stupid I am. So, in Elder Scrolls Online, you can play it for... You buy the game, I think, and it's free. I don't... I think it's like a one-time purchase, but you can play the game for free. Now, there's a ton of expansions, and I gotta say one thing that's shitty about the game is that it has very much an interface that's like, hey, check this out. This is for sale. This is for sale. This is for sale. Uh, So... And how you buy the cosmetic stuff is through these things called crown coins or something like that. And, but the other thing about the game is that, uh, when you play normally, you have a fairly limited inventory. And if you're picking up stuff like, uh, you know, ingredients, cause crafting is a big part of the game. It fills up super quick, but if you get the, uh, subscription, you can have like, um, uh, basically an unlimited, uh, inventory for your materials and stuff like that so it suddenly becomes no issue and it becomes really easy to play so when i bought the game three years ago i paid for a month and then was like because i was playing and then you know i stopped playing so i didn't care anymore and then about 18 months later i'm going through my credit card thing and i'm like i want i'm not a very good man with money and i don't want to give too much away but here i'm about to read out my financial information okay so it's account 653 at cibc um but there was this tiny little 17 or so bucks a month that I didn't really notice. And then I'm like, oh, oh, I've been paying for the subscription for like a year and a half. What, and for, results for Morrowind or not for Morrowind? Uh, for, uh, for, for Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> so like, I was like, oh no. Since now, when? Now one thing though, in one way this did work out very slightly for me, is you get like these crown coins, you get like, like a thousand and so um, or ch- uh, change a month. Like you get like a fair amount, not a lot, but enough to kind of let you buy a few skins, do a few things sort of thing. But when you have like 18 months, I had like, I think I had like 20,000 or 22,000 of the things. And like, I just like, oh, well, I'll just buy the biggest house possible for 17,000. So I have this giant mansion in Vardenfell. For those who play Morrowind, they uh, know what I mean. For those who don't, I'm a nerd. Um, and inside this giant, like, five-room mansion with this huge estate and like these outhouses and not like outhouses for pooping but like houses that are out from the central structure and inside literally you walk inside and there's two cats on top of a chest looking at a ball of yarn and a rug oh and two candles like it's just sort of like oh yeah yeah, all right that's what i I bought i'm set for life uh but yeah so it was nice to have that but it was definitely like oh it was like two three hundred dollars i just didn't keep track of over the course of a year and a half great i'm fucking stupid as fuck so there's that well i All mean right. at, at least you accrued some, some oh, you know what interest. it is fun and it was nice i bought myself a sh- like a little outfit i liked and you know it was sort of like oh, okay you know i mean i'm not like crying about it or trying to quickly see if i can write it off on my taxes turns out you can't by the way and if you call the government four or five times about it they start like blocking your call and it, it's sort of fun so you know i, ha- I have a little fun a little Ooh, I'm looking for a good color for my clothes. I know that. But uh, it, it was just sort of like my idiocy is on display there. Full effect. I'm not good with money. I think we should go back to a bartering system. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so speaking of subscriptions and purchases online, I figure today we will be talking about the digital gaming realm, but not 
so much versus PvP, that kind of stuff, but more uh, purchasing platforms, cross-play, cross-saving marketplaces, that kind of thing. Yeah, like um, like the like the distribution of yeah, of video yeah, like the, the the virtual marketplace distribution, that whole Megillah. Yeah, that's right. I used terms from nineteen twenties. And you know what actually triggered this uh, thing? We gather here today to mourn the loss of Google Stadia, cut down in its prime. I think I never played it. What, and I was don't know there a prime? Did. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, well, there's Amazon Prime, but I don't think that's related. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Google Stadia was basically a cloud play video game service where for a subscription, you would uh, log into your Stadia account, I guess. And then you would you would play various video games. But instead of it being installed to your hard drive or something like that, you were playing all over the cloud on online, essentially. And apparently <laughs> it didn't quite pan out the way google hoped though you know what to be fair it had been around for a while it's not like it was sort of like a flash in the pan kind of thing it's been like, it, it was a few years it was ago. Uh, it was dead in the water it was dead in the water what had it been dead in the water for a while? again like i don't know anybody who was into it i i really don't exactly and, yeah uh like well did, did you have any experiences do you do you play any stadia games or do you Abs- do? absolutely not N- now like you you mentioned earlier about how uh, Google Stadia is a cloud-based uh, subscription service, uh, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Yeah, yada, yada, indeed. So, so now the, the biggest issue, uh, and there are many which we'll go over, but the biggest, the biggest issue with Stadia is after having bought the hardware, after having paid your subscription, you still still had to purchase your games now these games that you purchased were full price and tied to strictly your stadia account oh. yeah i totally didn't understand that. i thought it was like a subscription and i figured it'd be like you know if you're paying let's say 25 bucks a month or how much it was you'd then pay maybe like you know the hot new release would be like another 30 or so i knew there was a little bit but if you're if it's just you're paying a subscription essentially at that point at that point it's like you're renting the console you're not really like that's that's weird. I didn't know it was that expensive. That's crazy. That's nuts. Boo. Glad you're dead, Stadia. Stay dead if you know what's also good for you. and and also they like not only was it a, sub- a subscription service, but they also locked certain features behind like a pro subscription service. So you can pay the base of, uh, like 4K and I be- like 4K 60 FPS or maybe like 4K 120 FPS or something like that. So if you wanted a higher bit rate, like a higher resolution, a higher um, frame rate, you had to buy the subscription service that reflected that, which is the pro subscription service. And again, you were buying right. games after having bought the hardware, which is, I think you, I believe you just had to buy the controller and I think you needed to have what do you call it? the the Chromecast as well? I think maybe I'm I'm a little hazy on that, but you 100 you need to buy the controller, you need to buy the subscription service, and then you bought games at full price that you strictly could only play on Stadia. So it's not like oh, like I bought you know Destiny Two was a big flagship game for mm. Stadia. Oh, I bought Destiny Two on you know I already owned it, so let me just play it on stadia or hey let me buy it on stadia oh you know let me i have you know i'm at home i can play on my pc like let me play on like cross play on my pc nope it, it was game strictly tied to stadia you really have to Oof. yeah you really have to fumble the ball when you're 
platform cannot thrive in an environment where everybody is forced to stay at home and play video games. Like it came out like what, you know, True. a couple months before the pandemic started. What I saw it. What I don't even think that long, like what, three months or something, six months before the pandemic started. I am going to the Internet and I'm going to Bing it right now. Bing it. Bing it up. Um. So anyway, so uh, it's like it came it. out shortly after the pandemic uh, was in full swing. And like, it, like, if you can't thrive in that environment where like Steam is pulling on the daily record numbers, where like video game sales are going through the roof, like people are forced to stay at home and you can't like and your whole like model is like playing video games with like, you know what I mean? Like that is just. Uh, like, like that's a real fumble one thing i will say and like it's probably more yeah. google trying not to get sued is they are refunding everybody's purchases but like say you drop say you bought a game on stadia say you love stadia say you played hours upon you played hundreds of hours of stadia all those games that you put hundreds of hours into are now gone all those save files whatever you can't migrate that to your playstation you can't migrate that to your pc you can't migrate that to your mobile phone whatever well, I might be getting a little ahead here on my uh, list of topics, but that's technically true with almost all platforms. Like Steam, it's the same as Steam still shuts down tomorrow. But, you're, but... but the thing, yes, that's true. But the thing is, Steam doesn't have a history of shuttering like like a project after project after project after project. Like how much, how much? Lord uh, knows they should in some cases. Sure, yeah, but like. Like how many projects have like uh, have Google shuttered? Uh, like they've been known to to just fucking end all these different uh, programs, like like Google Glass, like Google Google Plus, all like all these different you know services that Google has canceled. Like so, mm -hmm. pe people are expected to put their trust and faith in your company. Mm. It really feels to me like Google is. I mean, every company is looking for this regardless of what business or field they're in, but it really feels like Google is looking for the smash hit. And if something isn't a smash hit, they just like shit can it quickly, like Google Glass. Uh, I th their phones are popular. I know that actually I just read a review that said like the Google Pixel whatever point oh it is that just got released is actually really getting rave reviews. But I, I feel like Google has a whole thing of like, if this is not smashing records, we're just not going to hold on to it. Like, Google Glass got dropped real quick because nobody wants to wear technology on their face. Oh, and uh, Google Stadia was founded, in, uh, uh, open, released, whatever the proper term is for cloud gaming, on November 19th, 2019. So it had, like, three, four months of existence before yeah, that's COVID like kicked in. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy that it wasn't able to hold. Yeah. That's, like, but, almost, yeah, that's, like, just just right before. So, yeah, exactly yeah. like you said. So the question I want to throw your way just before we finish talking about the thing is, like, Stadia didn't work, but is there a good idea there? Like, is this a viable idea for the future? Can Stadia didn't work, but do you think that cloud gaming is something that in the future will be more viable? Like, will eventually take, could eventually take over hardware? Like, a, I guess, yeah, no, hardware, hardware, like consoles and PCs and stuff like that. I, I know we had like a full episode on this. I mean, God knows yeah. now. We This is now like two years ago. I think we had an episode on this. We're we're doing an update on that. We're coming back. Yeah, to that. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We're not running out of ideas. <laughs> so yeah. Oh God, give me a second. <laughs> and Co back. COVID in gaming part two. Um, yeah. Which which you just released. You just made that spreadsheet, and this is our thirty ninth episode. I think. I don't do math. Yeah, I, I think I think it. I think I counted. I think it was thirty-eight episodes, so I think this is our thirty-ninth, which is pretty. Uh, whatever, it, it, we're up there. 
yeah so yes i do think that uh cloud-based gaming is the future of gaming i think that we will with internet you know with with latency speeds uh with latency going down internet speeds going up i think that you know cloud-based gaming is going to be the future i don't think that necessarily you're going to see the whole like i'm going to put a box under my tv and that's going to play my video games i think it'll just be like you know if you have an internet connection and a controller it'll it'll that like that's all you need um yeah like a like a dongle you plug into the side of your tv or something or not even i mean even now with with microsoft game pass like you can play on samsung tvs like i don't even like i think if you're like i think it'll be not even a dongle man i think it'll be like in the future and and by future i mean in a couple years if or now even it's already happening where like you don't even need a dongle like you just need a controller like you just need a thing like if if it's on your phone you can use a touch screen otherwise you just need a controller that can connect to the thing that you want to play it on um Having said that, now the analogy I'll use, and I use this in our in our last time we talked about this. <laughs> what? Why, uh, why cry? No, 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 no. Our idea is original. Go on. Oh, so uh, I use this analogy last time, where you know nowadays most people the way they listen to music is you know they don't really have physical media. You don't really have a dedicated thing that plays music anymore for the most part it'll just be like spotify like you're hooking up your spotify either to you know speakers in your house that like like some bluetooth speakers or you're plugging or you're putting headphones in or bluetooth uh, headphones or whatever but you will still have the people that will you know shell out the big bucks for a nice sound system uh for a record player you know they'll buy vinyl they'll buy cds not so much anymore but you know they will go above and beyond to get that high fidelity and i think you'll see that with gaming where it's like you know the average person they'll be fine with you know booting up their whatever their samsung smart tv or their you know ipad or whatever hooking up a controller and playing with that like ever so minimal input delay almost imperceivable while it's like if you have the purest they will still have that beefy rig where they can still get that uncapped frame rate that that you know incredibly fast low latency response time so i think yeah so i think long story short with this whole rigmarole yes i think cloud-based gaming is the future but i don't think it will necessarily i think it will replace it in the majority of households but i think you will still have the purists that will have a dedicated maybe not so much a dedicated box um but something that will be able to play games at a higher fidelity I, I basically agree with all of that. I think that the idea is there. I think that, like, if it's something where it's like, yeah, you just buy this controller and the controller can be read by your television, boom, it'll know you, you just sign in through using your controller and you're fine. That sort of thing. I think that is the future of gaming. I think what needs to happen is almost like with virtual reality and other things we've talked about on the show, we haven't talked about because this is all new. Someone has to make, like, bite the bullet and produce a hardware, the controller or whatever it is to connect to the system that is mass produced cheap and is going to be so cheap that people are gonna be like well it's stupid not to you know it's like you're, I'm still, you're, you're, you're thinking it you're thinking of it as like you need a thing i like you just need well, no, but what I mean, it's like when you have a controller like, i'm assuming you're going to need a controller or something you can use any like, like yes, the way will be a f- you can use like any controller like for most yeah, of these that, subscri- no, no but that's what i mean like your controller would be like it, they it, 
Stadia has to recognize you somehow, so you would sign in, like, using your controller. I don't mean necessarily the controller itself is how you sign in, but, like, you turn on your TV, you go to the thing, and then you're, like, like beep, boop, 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 entering your account. Like, it's you do need to have something to interact with, and that would be the controller. But, yes, the I, I think I might have phrased it weirdly. I mean, like, everything's happening on the other end. It's just coming to your television. You have a controller to play with, uh, and you use the controller to sign in kind of thing just because you need something to go like hi this is my me but it's not like the controller is manufactured by them like you could just buy like a playstation controller or an xbox controller or whatever you prefer sort of thing yeah it's uh, kind of like but it's, i think it's, somebody needs to basically swallow the cost of building the infrastructure and like doing it first and it'll be it's already there it's, it's already there microsoft has it playstation yeah, has it google couldn't make it but like playstation i mean microsoft mm-hmm. is man like you look at microsoft now they're fucking all in on it you can play microsoft games on and like god near goddamn near anything like you can play this shit on a smart fridge almost Mm -hmm. like that's the thing it's like you have one of these compatible devices you have the app on your device and you have like you said some way to interact with that be it a touch screen or be it a controller you're good to go and you obviously have to pay the subscription service you pay the subscription service you have access to I, I don't know what Microsoft has now, but it's like hundreds of games. Like, it's insane. Yeah. No, uh, I think that is the future is basically you'll be carrying, you won't be limited by your console. Be like, oh, I'm a PC player or I'm an Xbox. But we're already at a point where, like, you can move uh, accounts of games between uh, different systems. But it'll be, it'll be such a thing where it'll, it just won't even be a factor anymore. You'll just be like in in this I think it'll be tied to the future. subscription service. I think that'll be the defu- the, the, the deciding factor. I see it even being just like a, them going like, all right, you're paying us how much a month? Twenty four ninety five. You can use it on whatever you like. And no, like, but there you have might to pay the sub- strip- But you're tied to the subscription service and not like your like Microsoft subscription service or PlayStation subscription service. Well, the way I would see it would probably be tiered. It'd be something like if you pay twenty five bucks a month, you can play on whatever you want. But if you pay five bucks a month you're limited to one system like they'll no, probably I'm not, be a tier thing i'm like not that. talking i'm not talking i'm talking about the service not the hardware i'm talking about you're tied to microsoft subscription you're tied it doesn't matter what hardware oh, yeah, you're using yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter what yeah it doesn't matter what hardware you're using it's like the netflix it's like netflix hbo disney plus it's like whatever it's like that where it's like you can watch disney plus on whatever tv you can watch netflix on whatever tv but you still need to buy netflix you still need to buy you know, crave, you still need to buy Disney plus. It'll be like that where it's like, yeah, I have a control and I have a TV, but I still need to pay for the Microsoft subscription. That's pretty much it. So I think we are basically agreed on what st- the future of cloud gaming is. Is It's the future, but it's just not quite there yet. And holy shit, I didn't realize you had to pay full money for a game on it. That, that was crazy. I thought it was closer to like an Xbox subscription. That's nuts. That's nuts. But speaking of buying games, let's move a little bit to the left of Stadia start talking about gaming purchasing platforms now one of the games that andrew and i've been playing recently is fall guys which is on epic and andrew pointed this out i don't didn't really notice it but now it drives me crazy like whenever you launch epic there's always like 10 to 15 seconds sometimes like half a minute of just this blue progress line and then you're into epic like it's so crazy and i thought at first oh maybe it's my internet but Steam, Origin, Uplay, they all work fine. The uh, When I use the Switch, the Nintendo work sh- uh, shop works fine. Like it's, it, there's something about Epic where it just seems terrible, and its interface is not good. I'm not saying Steam's is amazing, but Steam does feel like the best of the bunch so far. But yeah, gaming purchases on platforms. Now, obviously, a lot of this will be focused a little bit more on PC than uh, consoles, but let's start with why I've given my opinion. Andrew, what do you think... 
who does it best who does it worst i suppose is the way to say right now for me well, steam best Epic well worst. i i think steam does I, I think i'll agree with you but i, I what i did want to get into a little bit is we did talk about like the the future of you know uh distribution of games but i think i think mm-hmm. i think i'd like to also talk about like the past too like like back at like and like the thing is too it's um like a, a younger generation, like younger kids now, like I know that like my nephew and stuff like that, he doesn't understand a world where like Netflix doesn't exist. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're used mm-hmm. to having all the content on demand. Like back in the day, it's like we had to like go to buy the thing or we just waited until it was on TV <laughs> yeah. shops. I remember yeah, those. it was like it was on TV like once. So it's like. You know, that's kind of like like the Netflix quote, the Netflixification of video games. Like you're like like almost like physical games aren't really around too much anymore. Like they're obviously still around. Like don't get me wrong. Like brick and mortar stores, you can still go to your EB, you can still go to Walmart, whatever. You can still buy these games. But it's like I know that a lot of people would just rather buy a game digitally. So I know that obviously if you're buying it digitally, there's less of like a carbon footprint the, you're not having to buy like the physical media, but they're not going to make it cheaper because, um, you know, Sony doesn't want to piss off, um, you know, Walmart by making their games super cheap on their distribution service, their, their, their electronic distribution service, because they want to sell physical PlayStation's. Or, the, you know, they want to sell physical units at the Walmart. So if they piss off Walmart, Walmart's just going to be like, oh, like people can buy your game cheaper on your platform. Fuck you then. Like, we're not going to carry your product. Well, yeah, I yeah, actually, it's it's kind of funny you should mention that. When I went, I, or as listeners will know, I just bought a Switch recently. Um, that's what happens when you have a little money that you didn't expect. Instead of investing it, you buy a video game console. And it or was strange. My... Buy, or buy um, um, Elder Scrolls Online for a few extra months. Go on. True. I would like to have an itemization of all your uh, Pokemon purchases. Uh, but anyway, so... No. What was weird was, is I went and bought it off Amazon just because I'm lazy as fuck. And Best Buy, every time I tried to buy off Best Buy, it was like the, the system would, like, the the website would just crash like it was really strange it would like freeze up and not allow me to buy it even though it said it had in stock so when i bought amazon i was like oh you know what else i'll just uh pick up a digital copy of uh whatchamacallit breath of the wild but it was strange because breath of the wild digital through amazon now i don't know what it, i should have checked to see what it was on this shop was five dollars more expensive than the physical copy it was like seventy four ninety nine for the uh physical copy and then 79.99 for the digital i was very confused by that so basically, that's the first digi- physical copy of a game I've bought since the original Destiny back in 2014. I mean, Andrew, when was the last time you bought a physical copy of a game? Uh, I bought a physical copy of Sword, actually. Pokemon Sword. Oh, okay. Okay. Because so like I, don't, I don't know why. Years just... ago, that's when it came out? Sword? No, Sword came out like three years ago, I think. Um, But I mean, I, I, I kind of just did it because I was at Walmart buying a Switch and then I was like buying a bunch of other stuff. So I was like, throw her on the pile. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Impulse purchase almost. It wasn't I mean, impulse not, purchase. Not, not for it was you. more like. Not for you. you were going to get it. But, yeah, yeah, I was going to get it. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm already here. I might as well just buy it. I don't want to like yeah. download it. Like, just let's go. Well, do you ever think there could be a point where the online purchases become so dominant over digital purchase become so dominant over physical that after a while like the companies will be like yeah walmart we want to keep you happy because you're selling our consoles but you know like 
we don't need to invest in selling you games anymore, physical copies. No, I think they'll always exist, because I think a mm. Walmart will... And I mean, this is, you know, in the... I don't mean in the forever sense, but, like, I feel like Walmarts yeah. for, like, the long run will exist. So, like, physical stores I don't think will ever go away, be, so I don't think physical games will ever go away, if that makes sense. But having said that, yeah, it's no, like... I see what you're saying. It's like a lot of times, too, it's like... like even, you know, going to, I remember back in the day, like going to like Future Shop or like going to like Blockbuster, like these were almost like little events. Like as a kid, you're like super excited to go check out Future Shop. You're like going around, you're checking, does Future Shop even still exist? Am I, am I dating myself? That doesn't exist anymore, does it? I haven't seen a Future Shop in years. I don't know. I think they all became Best Buy's, didn't they? Yeah, I know they were owned by the, the same, same company. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were. And then, like, Future Shop was... Oh, yeah, and then they, like, brought them in as competitors, which was funny. Anyway, so... Thankfully, so, I have a quiet keyboard. I'll find out. Yeah, so, like, going there and, like, going to Blockbuster and, like, choosing a game to rent or, like, you know, a movie to rent. It's, like, it doesn't have the same... To me, it doesn't have the same kind of impact or the same kind of, like... I guess nostalgia tied to it where like, yeah, you can like browse on steam or you can browse on Netflix for a game or a movie to watch. But like, like going to like blockbuster on a Friday night was like such an event. Like I can still remember that smell of like every blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like going into like jumbo video and getting some free popcorn. So it's like, that's changed where it's like physical media. I'm not, again, I'm not going to say it's dead, but it's definitely not where it was, you know, 20 years ago. So yeah. So it's like, we definitely moved away from that. I, I, I I have fond memories of those evenings, like going to check out videos and stuff like that. But I got to say right now, like I have fond memories, but I don't miss it. I I 100% love the digital marketplace where you can just go, oh, I want this, click, all right, there, and you browse there. Like this, I, I don't miss physical media, to be honest. So I think it'll, like stores like that will become defunct and rounding, coming full circle here for a second. Yes, Future Shop, uh, Best Buy announced the dissolution of Future Shop brand and the closure of its 66 locations on March 28th, 2015. Like almost a decade wow. ago. Wow. Yeah. I, been, now I that I think about, it, about Future Shop in so long. Yeah, that's the thing. As I started talking about Future Shop, I was like, oh, wait, I haven't seen a Future Shop in a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I, like, I thought, oh, yeah, what? Was it a victim of COVID or maybe like a year or two? Like, but no. For like, people that don't know what Future Shop is, <laughs> <laughs> which could be a sizable portion of our listening yeah, audience. Jesus people Christ. don't know that what Future It was like, it was pretty much like Best Buy. In it Canada. was Best Buy, but red. That's what it was. Yeah. And it was like, we had. <laughs> We had it in Canada before. Um, we had it in Canada before Best Buy, uh, like a long time before Best yeah. Buy, and like that well, got bought by Best Buy, I think, pretty quick. And yeah, yeah, something like that. And then I know they were competitors, yeah. or I don't know, maybe they were always owned by Best Buy, and then they just like bought know. the Best, and then like the Best Buy brand bought brought actual Best Buy into Canada as like a competitor, a quote competitor. I I have no idea. And then yeah. just, no, just one, one um, la- I'm shocked. I'm, I'm, I, my world has changed. I didn't realize it's been that long. And then one last thing I wanted to touch on before uh, we, we move on from the past versus the future or like, you know, past versus the current model is now like I agree with you, like digital, like again, like I'm lazy as fuck. So I'm yeah, I'm here saying I miss, you know, going to Blockbuster. I miss going to Best Buy. I miss going to Future Shop. I'm lazy as fuck. I, you know, if I were to buy a new game and I'm sitting at home in my pajamas Am I really going to get dressed, like have a shower, get dressed, head to Best Buy and purchase this game? Or am I going to hit, <laughs> or am I going to hit? Yes. 
I, I, I'm always showered and dressed every morning. Sorry, go on. So am I going to, or am I going to hit play, or am I going to hit buy on, you know, my, on, on Steam? But having said that, it's like, yes, I like, I do like digital purchases better, but like, like we talked about with Stadia, like you touched on, if Steam goes under, if these if your account gets banned, say, say, you know, they think you're cheating or you use some language that they deemed too offensive, whatever it may be, whether it's warranted or not, they could ban your Steam account. Steam could fold and go under. You just lost all your games. You lost all your games. Like that's happened. I remember there was this one streamer on, uh, on who this uh, Destiny streamer, his name was Buttwipe. That was his name on, on, um, on playstation he had that that name on playstation forever somebody randomly got salty reported him they banned his entire account because his name was Buttwipe. he had this account for like years and years for like a decade and like all his games like everything tied to it like all his destiny progress everything gone so it's like yes it's the better way but like if you buy a game like you own when you buy a digital game you own the license to play that game you don't own the game when you buy a physical copy of a game, you now own that game forever. Well, at least as long as they decide to keep the servers on if it's like a live service game. But anyway, that's that's one positive thing. I'm pretty sure media. if a console wanted to, they could lock you out of your hard copy as well. Be like, oh, if this game is loaded on this system, don't play it. But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. No, I mean, I you, could, you, could that, go, but... you could go offline and play and you can play a game. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I agree with you that there is the whole ephemerality if that's how you use that word of uh digital purchases it is a risk like if your uh, system if the platform goes down that you've got your games on you're gonna lose all those games but well, and like the progress and the cosmetics you bought and it earned and blah 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 like that's that's but a whole personally thing. for me like i'm <laughs> okay this is the one time that my short attention span works for me is like you know i have like over 300 games on my steam account that i and I think I've only Good played about God. 60. What? That's not that many. There's people who have thousands. That's way more than I have. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've been using Steam since, like, almost literally came out, like, in 2004, I think, when I had my uh, when my, I had my injury and I was stuck at home for, like, a year and a half, not really doing anything. That's when I got into Steam. But, yeah, uh, no, I agree with you on the, the lack of a physical copy to hold on to, but I really don't... I think, like... I mean, remember, if you want to get a game from the publisher to the consumer, it's got to go to the, uh, from the developing consumer, it's got to go to the publisher, which has to make units. They have to sell physical units to the stores in bulk, and then they have to transport them. And I think just after a while, like, digital purchasing, I feel that, honestly, I feel within a generation, like 20, 30 years, physical copies of games will be, they might still exist, but they'll be incredible incredibly rare like think about it the generation right that. now yeah, that's, that's that. born is getting used to yeah like i mean when their kids come along they're not even gonna be thinking they won't even have like oh you know what my dad keeps talking about putting in a dvd honestly though like i mean well, as, I, as i said my, i don't my, know how i play pc games if it wasn't for digital marketplace i don't have a dvd drive on my computer i got nothing like as, as i said my 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 nephew is like 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 my my nephews and mm -hmm. stuff like and nieces they like don't understand a world where like they don't have 
the media. Like I remember we went to a. Um, I remember last summer, my um, my family rented a cottage. We we're all there together, and the cottage didn't have Netflix because it's a cottage. And my 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 nephew, like they're young, right? They're like really young, and they're like, oh, like put on this, and it's like, no, we can't watch that because like like we have like they had like a bunch of like DVDs. They're like, we can like watch these, and they like didn't understand that like Netflix was a thing you paid for. They're just like. Like you know what I mean? Like it to them, it's just second How nature. How old were these almost. kids? Uh, at the time, they were like five or under. Okay, <laughs> at the time they were twenty three. What? Yeah, no. Like like you said, I mean that's a perfect example. Your your nephews are a perfect example of why I think uh, physical. Me- it's like I don't see it ever fully going away, but. I don't see it sticking around. It's really strange. Like I, I have no, a hard I totally time agree. Picturing a story. Totally but like the mm-hmm. thing is too, it's like but. It's like it's like you are somebody that has grown up with Steam. Like you were there for its inception. You are mm-hmm. uh, you know embraced the you know you know you you have a a credit card that's tied to it. You have a decent internet. Like some people don't have this thing, right? Like these things. Like some people don't have a super fast internet where if they want to download a game, it's going to ca- take them three days. Some people don't have like you know the funds connected to the account. I mean, you can buy you know play cards or whatever. But there are like restrictive things to online gaming mm-hmm. that you know maybe i'm not saying you take for granted but that you are like oh i you know that it's just like second nature where it's like some people might not have the access so it's like to them uh, going to a brick and mortar store is that like they live in rural fucking you know out, out yeah, in the no, ozarks I... or something so their internet is not so good they'd rather just drive the hour to walmart and buy the new call of duty or whatever a hundred percent i mean i have the i definitely am coming from the perspective of someone who's lived in a major metropolitan center from pretty much my entire life except for the first 10 years so three quarters of it but like and i i know i live in a world where the infrastructure is there for me to digitally purchase like this high-speed internet all around me like like a hundred percent the way my life is oriented, digital purchases are an issue for me. I know there are other people who don't have it so easy, but I suspect in 20, 40, 30 years, there'll be like internet connections will be fast enough everywhere that'll and hopefully cheap, which it'll probably will be in everywhere except for Canada. Thanks, Rogers. Thanks, Bell. Shout out. And Comcast, I think is the West. But uh, I, I really have a hard time. Like, I, I feel that eventually digital purchases will just be a thing for everybody universally, almost like having a smartphone is now pretty much like everybody has a smartphone no matter almost on almost every level of economic scale well i mean now you see what's going on with like the new call of duty and with overwatch how they're requiring you to have a subscription-based phone service yep uh well it's not it's not it's not, not prepaid or whatever. It, Sorry, they're, not prepaid. They're requiring you to have a uh, two-factor authentication. Yeah. Well, which, which I'm no, 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 no. They're requiring you to not have. Well, they fixed it for prior member, um, but they're doing it for Call of Duty, and they initially launched it for thing where you cannot have a pay-as-you-go phone plan for the two FA for the two-factor authentication. Well, so what was funny about that was. Um, that was purely a like a United States thing because apparently in Canada and also in like South American countries where people were using prepaid phones, it was it was it was oddly regionally focused that limitation because people were using essentially burner phones in uh, South America and were getting on just fine to the Call of Duty or whatever. Well, okay, what what I've I heard all over the world, but even if it is just uh, America, that's still like so many people are like I am on you know I heard Cricket Mobile was a big one, but it's like I'm they're like I'm on Cricket Mobile, I've been doing this 
you know, prepaid phone plan for, you know, 10 years with no issue. And now all of a sudden to play and they, they rolled it back for old Overwatch players, but for the new Call of Duty, they're making it universal. So you need to, sorry, maybe it's not a, a universal for like old and new accounts. Maybe it's only in North America or sorry, maybe it's only America, but the way I understood it is worldwide. And it's like to play this fucking game, I need to have a phone service. Like I need like what? Like I understand they're trying to do it, but it's like such a back ass words to like, Oh, we need to have anti cheat. So we're putting it on the consumer. What? Like maybe fix your anti cheat. You fucking idiots. Like why, why are you putting it on the consumer? Like now you have, a, or like, I'll tell you what, it's probably cheaper. Yeah, of course. It's probably it is. cheaper to just have an account say like, Oh, your account is tied to this phone number and you're in to federate. You're in, you're good. Rather than having, uh, develop like a proper anti cheat, especially for something no, like right, Call of Duty, right. which is going to be cross platform and huge and all that kind of stuff. So, well, I know I get what big. they're doing. It. I'm not saying it's a good reason. I'm wholly against two FA for video games, but oh no, I'm fine with two FA, uh, but like, uh, but like, it should be optional. Like, so then, and then another thing is like, yeah, yeah I an- agree with that. Another thing is you see like families where like I saw this tweet from a mom that's like. I'm the mother of four boys. They uh, have played Overwatch 1 for the whole time. We are on like a family plan or whatever. I have one phone for myself. They are too young to have phones. Only one of them can play now. Like what? Like only... So Mm. you had four people, like four Xboxes or whatever. I don't know how they're playing. They had four Xboxes, four TVs, four copies of the game Overwatch, one phone, so only one of them can play now. Like, what? How ridiculous is this? And as I said, they I know they have rolled it back slightly for Overwatch, but they are full out rolling this 100% out for for the new Call of Duty. And I'm just like, that is messed up. Yeah, no, I wholly agree. It's, uh, it's, I, I you know what? I think 2FA should be like, almost like a, the way the bank does it where it's like, would you like us to use this? Nope. Okay, cool. Like it should be, it should be, 2FA should be a security measure, not a way to, not a gate. It should be a way to keep the gate shut to keep your games protected rather than a way for you to open the gate in the first place. So yeah, it should um, be like you said, it it, didn't work. No, 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 you're, you're hundred percent right. It should be a way. I I, I think you, I know what you're trying to say. Like it should be a way to protect your account as opposed to protect the game from cheaters. Yeah, no, I, I, I I don't like the two factor authentication thing. Um, and yes, and unfortunately I think it does start making video gaming a little exclusionary for that, especially because like, it's weird. Like, if it was just a universal, like, enter a phone number, do it once, you're fine. Like, but if they're, they're specifically saying, like, certain people can, it's, like, I'm surprised they don't just have a thing where they would have thought, like, oh, you know what? Two brothers who are eight love playing Overwatch, but they don't have phones. I know most kids do have phones at this that by that age, but, um. Don't you guys have phones? It's like, you know, it should be more like, yeah, you could have one phone as a verification for more than one account. That's that's crazy for. Me. But then again, if you did that, I, I see why they wouldn't let that because then you would have people smurfing. I I don't know. It's it's I, it's a complicated mess. And what this weirdly reminds me of is um, of all things, Battlefront Two, where they said, "Oh, we're gonna try out this new thing for video games," and like instantly people were like, "Whoa, this is not gonna work." And uh, I mean, I don't think you're getting we're hearing as much pushback on it as we did with that like the battlefront obviously i'm talking about the uh 2008 i think thing where no it was 18 whenever battlefront came out uh the whole thing about loot boxes and how like that was basically how you like 
terrible the progression. Ex- I, well, I mean, that's two different things. That's like the it's two different things. What I'm saying is, is like it's like a company with this two factor authentication that Blizzard Activision is trying. Because remember, Overwatch and Call of Duty are the same company. Oh, I know, um, I know that. That's why I, I keep think saying this Blizzard, that. like there, I think there'll be strong pushback against it, especially once. Oh, there, there might is. be some people are start, starting right now going like, well, okay, I guess, and then somebody's going to have a problem with their phone plan or something. Something's going to pop up, or they switch accounts, and then they're. I feel this is something that's going to get pulled back pretty quickly or at least i hope so because quite frankly i don't need to use my phone to log in yeah i i really do hope so but, but i i don't think so yeah i hope you're right or i'm right i hope, I hope right. i'm right but i think you're right that's what i think i'm gonna leave that on does that make sense yes anyways uh we have not a lot of time left on this podcast so i figure we should touch briefly on the crossplay experience Personally, I love it. I've never really had an issue with uh, one of the things I have in my little notes here. I prep for every show. Oh, well, for some shows, for this show only. Uh, I've had a thing like, is there an issue? You know, PC versus console, which is basically keyboard and mouse versus uh, controller debate. All the crossplay games I played, first of all, I've never had an issue with account crossplaying. Though I haven't done it a lot because it was pretty much just Destiny 2. Well, actually, no, sorry. You know what? I, I, I... Perfect example right here. And you, Andrew, did you, did you... No, I guess you wouldn't consider crossplay bringing in all those Pokemon, right? That's nothing crossplay there? That's, that's not... Mm, no, I see what no, you're saying. No, but no, yeah, yeah. no, no. that's where I'm just upgrading. But uh, what's been your experience? Like, I've never really been, like, for example, in Destiny 2, gone like, oh, man, this guy must be using a mouse and keyboard. He's too good. You know, it's just like, yeah, no, everybody seems to be on the same level give or take. I mean, of course, we're also getting into the skill-based, connection-based weeds at this point. But, uh, Andrew, crossplay. Yay or nay? So, so I mean, crossplay, I think, is like the future. I think that's the way to mm-hmm. go. I think like the architecture has been there for so long, and I know that Sony was like really pretty adamant about not allowing crossplay to happen, but it is, you know, the floodgates are starting to open with I think Fortnite was the first one, maybe not the first one, but the first kind of like Rocket Mar- League? Why do I feel like Rocket League was oh, one? Of the maybe first? Rocket League, maybe uh, yeah, it was like those like kind of like free to play games kind of opened the floodgates for that. So then you have like Warzone and stuff like that. Obviously, we talked about it, PC is gonna have more cheaters. It's a sad reality, but I mean, it's the case. So I know a lot of like console gamers, they turn off the PC crossplay because they don't want to play with cheaters. Also, obviously, PC has the advantage of like M and K. Like, you know, you can still be amazing with a with a controller. Like, don't get me wrong, but like you pit the best controller player against the best M and K player. There's no contest. Like the M and the mouse and keyboard player are mm-hmm. gonna dominate. Like, like there's no question. Like, I, I, as I said, you can be competitive with a controller but to be at that top level like it's like for first person shooters i'm specifically talking about obviously here yeah and then obviously mnk just works better for like like strategy games and like rts games and whatever but yeah as far as crossplay goes i haven't played a lot of crossplay games i guess i guess destiny and like fall guys but i mean fall guys it doesn't matter like you're not in an advantage on mnk like, no, yeah, it's like I, I don't think mouse and keyboard makes a difference there really yeah so it's like obviously they're kind of evening things out with controller making things a little stickier with the auto aim it's like have you like i have on a controller tried to like auto aim at things sorry i have i have tried to like aim at things or like circle strafed around at things that don't like whatever like a lamp post like a like a lamp um like a lamp light or something like that if things don't have auto aim your mm-hmm. like reticle is not 
sticking to it. Like, you know what I mean? It's so much harder. You think auto-aim isn't a thing? Well... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, I was just going to say, like I mentioned earlier at the start of the top of the show, I started playing this game called Shatterline. It's great, but they keep like doing weird swings of too much and too little with the aim assist on controllers because it is... It's only on PC right now, but they plan to release it on platforms in February of next year, like specifically on PlayStation and then eventually on Xbox. Um, Not Stadia, though, apparently. And it's like, it's so strange trying to use... It's made me much, much more aware of how much auto-aim does exist on a game when it's good or, like, you shouldn't notice it. And you still do get like people on MNK making like just amazing headshots and like you see like kill cams and shit like that. So yeah, I, I it's the turnaround speed. Honestly, it's the turnaround speed. Yes. With, with controllers, like no matter how fast you like a, a, a mouse, if somebody's behind you, you fucking a flick of the wrist, you're turned around. You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. do that on a controller. You can't have like, instant turnaround like instant 180 is what i'm trying to say like and that like even with like uh, like these like flick shots and stuff like that like you can't do that on a controller like no matter how high your sense is like you can't do that like you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. i know they try to even it out with the stickiness with the auto aim but it's like m and k will always will always take it i don't know i guess i, I guess... would call it aim assist not auto aim this distinct sorry thing. sorry yeah you're right you're right you're right aim assist not auto aim yeah you're right you're right i don't know where i got have i been saying aim assist or um i think you've been saying time? both okay i meant i meant aim assist this is uh, yeah no 100 percent. I mean, i'm not coming down on you heart no, no no yeah i mean it's not auto aim but i mean you do see like i know destiny is egregious for it but like you'll have like your shot lined up and then like an enemy will like walk by your like shot oh, yeah, the pull. and then you can just like yeah you can like feel it the gem just like and that's the same even on mnk there's auto aim but it's like you can like feel the reticle being pulled off your target from like uh like another target walking by be it in pvp pve yeah. whatever um what are your thoughts do you have anything to add to that I, I basically i mean i i feel i should have chosen a different topic for this episode because i seem to be basically in line with you on this it's sort of Mouse and keyboard will always be better than a controller, so that is one of the downplay downsides of the future being crossplay. But I'd say that's more than mitigated by the fact that, uh, oh, hey, you want to play with your buddy Paul? He's on PC. You want to play with your buddy Jim? He's on Xbox. But the three of you want to play together. You have a PlayStation, and now it'd be like, okay, let's just figure out Discord, which can be a thing in of itself. But um, but, I now, think but now Discord is... is on all the platforms yeah, well, that's too, what I mean so it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I feel like crossplay is obviously the wave of the future, and quite frankly, uh, I, I, the benefits of it much outweigh the negatives of it basically being exposed to a PC environment. And like you said, if people really don't like it, they can turn off. I suspect the future, everything, if it's not like that already, that's crossplay will be a. Here are the systems, and it's like a checkbox. I will play with Xbox and switch and playstation players but i won't play with pc or something like that you know it's like you can pick and choose your crossplay i think it's the future but it is the future of online gaming like you i i would be shocked if in like 10 years time a game is released that's not crossplay that's a major title obviously there will be certain titles that are like platform specific but something like a call of duty even something half as popular not being crossplay will be a severe problem in the future so yeah 
Yeah, and like to add, it's like the the issue I was talking about with like cheaters and like MNK versus control. That's all PvP. That's all player versus player. Mm-hmm. If you're playing together on PVE, yeah, like who gives a fuck? Like if you're just having fun, like mucking about in a game, and you're wanting to play together, who cares if Buddy's on a touchpad? Who cares if if your your friends on a Switch? Who cares if if your if your cousins playing yeah. on a on an Xbox? Like if you're playing cooperatively. And everybody's just having a good time, like, you know, Fall Guys, perfect example. If everybody's just mucking about, who cares what platform you're on? Get all together, like you said, get on a Discord call, get on all together, and you're having fun. Like, that's, like, the main thing. It's, like, facilitate that fun. And, like, if everybody can do that together and you're not limiting people from, like, oh, you're on, oh, you know, that guy's got an Xbox. Oh, this guy's got a PlayStation. Oh, this guy's on PC. Oh, this guy's on Switch. Which, you know, it was fucking, what, five years ago? that boom now nowadays hopefully you like the games are utilizing that architecture where everybody can play in harmony and world strife is now solved well i think that optimistic note a not chilling but warming vision of things to come is uh, where we should end the episode uh <laughs> I, I do love the term "chilling vision of things to come," which is. But it's not chilling. The world, the world strife fridge. is over. It's everybody's happy because of crossplay. No, 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 no. I like the term. No, world strife will be. You basically solved world oh, okay, conflict. Okay. We need you to get out there. Like, let's settle. Let's settle the Taiwanese situation. Let's settle the Ukrainian situation. Let's settle all these conflicts in the world. If we all just got together and played Call of Duty, and just basically said, you know what, we all hate what racist 12 year olds uh, and, putin, and Zelensky, that, putin and Zelensky just need to get on a, on a fucking uh fall guys game well, the, and just the, the and new just call of duty has uh, co-op modes like apparently there's straight up co-op missions in the new call of duty so uh two of them would get together and uh nah putin's a piece of shit he'd be like a hacking oh he'd be cheating fucking. for sure He'd be like, are you, are you using wall hacks? Like, no, I'm not using wall hacks. I am using perfectly skilled that I have. I learned this while playing judo. If, if you do, you beat like him? my Putin, by the way. Oh, it's perfect. You're well, Putin. Uh, if you were, no, if if yeah, you Putin. if you beat him, like like you all of a sudden, like six minutes later, you get a knock at your door, and and then like some guy would just like poison you with polonium. Nope, nope. you would be just like, oh, you beat me. Hey, hey, is that is that Brad Pitt outside your window? Oh, what's at my window? uh so yeah uh we think we've just offended a conflict in the ukraine and i apologize for that but yeah so you have been listening to an episode of buffs and nerfs you can follow the show on instagram where it's at buffs and nerfs you can reach me on instagram as well i'm at sam underscore last name all spelled out kind of regret that name but i'm stuck with it now and andrew where can people find you uh, yeah, you can find me uh, all the places at L-A-N-C-A-E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E. You can follow me, sure, on Instagram, Twitter.com. Uh, again, I know you shut your... Twitter.ca? No, no, that's defunct. I made that up. Um, I know I know you said it earlier, but got to shout out the new Buffs and Nerfs Instagram, which uh, we have been... Boop, boop. I guess we we did like a soft launch and then we did a launch with our last episode. So yeah, so check us out there. It's B U F F S. Yeah, we're gonna be N N E R F S. That's it. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, I was just gonna say we're gonna be ramping up the content creation on that, so to speak. And yes. by so to speak, I mean literally. I mean that's news to me. We're ramping. Okay. Geez, I gotta get my content it's creation get, cap it's on. Get nuts. Uh oh. Oh god. Yeah, man. All right. Should we start? Should we start like right a now? Buffs- you're just wearing your excellent co-host cap. 
Should we start like a for it. Should we start like a buffs and nerfs house? It'll be like the team ten house. Will it be like a content oh, creation yeah. house? Nice. Toronto is my city, or Canada. Canada is my city. <laughs> well, you know, Toronto is. My, I was gonna say. I was about to say Canada is my city, but London is really my city. No, I'm kidding. It's Leeds. Leeds is my country. It's every day, bro. Every day. Oh, and uh, by the way, <laughs> just because uh, this is the best way to pitch uh, the, your parent company by going, oh, by the way, by the way, Buster Nurse has been a presentation <laughs> of the fine folks at the Mind Refinery. The Mind Refinery has many channels on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify. Look up the Mind Refinery or Mind Refinery. Their content includes many videos podcasts and other such media that will entertain and inform you and amaze you yes 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 it will and i just want to take a quick second to shout out my boys george l for all the back end business all the the metadata and all the uploading and the making sure that the episode goes to the right spot my understanding is george controls the internet right I don't. I wouldn't go that far, but I think that Jeff Bezos and him are pretty tight. So yeah. So big shout know. outs to George Allen. Wait, I think that might have been a character assassination. That's fine. He got doxxed last episode. Uh, check <laughs> check out last episode for all that uh, for all his banking info. And also, uh, big shouts out to Boyan who uh, does all big ups sa- for Boyan. Hell yeah, does all the sound editing and uh, I guess sound effects in the last episode. I roll. Uh, <laughs> no, so much, much love to those two uh, fine gentlemen. And uh, yes, that 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 is that is that. See, Boyan, we did keep it under an hour this time. Oh, no, we did. I mean, we're pretty close. We're close. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Take care. Thank you. Bye.